0: Welcome to the POV Hamilton podcast, where we're talking to innovators, educators, leaders, and builders across the Steel City. We have the most diversified economy in Canada, and there are hundreds of stories waiting to be told of the people, the companies, and the organizations making it happen. Here's whose point of view you'll be listening to today. My name is Kimberly Elliott, and I am a co-founder and the chief operating officer at BoxNorell. Vox Neuro is a data-driven neuroscience and health tech company that's positioned to globally change the way that brain health is actually managed and treated. So by analyzing the electrical activity of the brain, we score its performance in memory, information processing, attention, and concentration. So these neurophysiological scores are used by healthcare teams to support proactive brain health, informed clinical decision-making, and customized care for their patients. What's really unique about our cognitive health assessments, in addition to being reliant on brain biomarkers, is that we actually have limitless brain health applications. So our goal is to become the gold standard of cognitive assessment worldwide to support better brain health. The genesis of Vox Neuro happened in 1999 when our co-founder and chief science officer, Dr. John Connolly, used his experimental EEG protocol on a patient who was diagnosed as being in a vegetative state. The patient's um, healthcare team wasn't 100% sure that their consensus diagnosis, which was based on observable patient behavior was actually correct. So they asked Dr. Connolly to run the new EEG-based assessment that they knew he had been developing. His results showed that the diagnosis was in fact incorrect since the patient was fully functioning cognitively. These results gave the healthcare team the confidence they needed to change the diagnosis from a vegetative state to a locked-in state, which changed the patient's trajectory from being placed in palliative care instead to qualifying for a slow-to-recover rehab program. After nine months of successful cognitive rehabilitation, the patient had regained complete motor control and was discharged from the hospital and was actually able to physically walk himself out. So a huge change from his initial diagnosis of being in a vegetative state. This landmark case solidified Dr. Connolly's investment in continuing to research the applications of this technology And after a couple more decades of research proving time after time that this type of truly objective cognitive assessment can positively change patient outcomes, we founded Voxneuro in 2017 to take this technology from the lab into the healthcare system. Getting started I think was actually a bit more of a unique experience than a lot of startups have. So Voxneuro actually started as a family business Our third co-founder and our CEO, James, is Dr. Connolly's son. So James and John had had this dream of commercializing John's research since James was in high school. So fast forward 12 years or so, James had developed his career in commercial development. I was working in account management at a creative ad agency. And in 2017, we decided to quit our jobs in Manhattan to pursue this dream with John. So fast forward, we move into John's basement, and within a week, we had incorporated the company and jumped feet first into the unknown. I'll never forget, I think it was the very next day that we had moved in. We sat out in uh, John's backyard in his gazebo, and he just did a massive brain dump of everything. And now, of course, James is very familiar with this. He grew up around the lab knowing exactly what his dad did, going to conferences with him and knowing that this technology could change the world. But for me, it was a masterclass on neuroscience and trying to unpack all of this information and figure out how do we put some structure around this and try to turn it into what we all knew could be a very um, valuable business. John had actually been working with Bernard Lim from the Innovation Factory who uh, we met and he quickly introduced us to Milo and the Forge. I'll also never forget one of our first meetings with Milo when we were talking about one of our first goals, which was filing a patent for this technology. And for myself coming from an advertising background, which is extremely fast paced, I thought we could get a patent turned around in a month. So clearly we had a lot to learn, but we were very eager and extremely dedicated to figuring out how to do this. So moving into the Forge and being um, directly next to Milo and Innovation Factory really helped to accelerate our path. We had moved from working from home full time um, into the Forge's space, which was awesome because it gave us the energy and buzz working alongside other founding teams. So we had the opportunity to ask these other teams how they navigated certain milestones. We had direct access to advisors that we could seek counsel from on specialty topics like law corporate finance, and fundraising, which we had very little experience with at the time. It also really helped to add structure to our plans and stress test them, which is really important. You know, not all plans are the right plan. (laughs) Once we kind of went through those initial exercises, made sure what we were planning to do was viable, we had a roadmap and milestones that we could stick to. Um, And of course, you're always going to pivot. I think that's one of the most used words in a startup. Um, but it was really great to get that foundation and be surrounded by people that were able to support us through um, navigating those hurdles. So I think a really important element was making us feel like we weren't alone on this journey. You may hear this from other founders that this can be a really lonely experience. So having a community of people around who were on similar paths was really beneficial to get through these early challenges. Our time at The Forge feels like a lifetime ago at this stage. Right afterwards, we moved into IBM's innovation space, which was downtown Hamilton. And we started working really intimately with our chief strategist, Sam Shabib. So Sam was actually an integral member of our team since he's actually been through this before. A bit of context, he was the president and chief executive officer of Nightingale. Which was an early um, cloud-based electronic health record company that was acquired by Telus Health in 2016. So Sam was uh, really important in helping us to structure our next phase of growth, which involves, you know, really getting our corporate governance nailed down, developing our strategic and operational plans um, further from what we had developed within the Forge, and really just finding our rhythm, um, working with a growing team. So from the time that we left the Forge, I mean, I think our team was maybe four or five people, and we now have 17 people on our team. We have our own office at McMaster Innovation Park. We're used in four clinics in southern Ontario, and we're launching operations in the U.S. We're really lucky to be commercializing research out of McMaster and to be based in Hamilton. Life Sciences is one of Hamilton's largest industries and it's very clear that the community here is proud of that. So that means that there are many key opinion leaders and groups that are dedicated to making sure that this remains the case, that Life Sciences continues to grow in this region. So they're constantly looking to further development, push boundaries and create positive change, not only within this region, but really for the rest of Canada and then can extend to the world. So we've worked with, of course, McMaster, uh, McMaster Industry Liaison Office, Innovation Factory, the IBM Innovation Space, City of Hamilton, Synapse, Bay Area Health Trust, St. Joe's, you name it. If any group or individual is in the healthcare space here, we have worked with them. Being where we're at in our stages of growth, we're always keeping our eyes open for new strategic partners, uh, new potential strategic investors that can help us accelerate our mission to become the global standard of cognitive assessment worldwide. Is it an easy system to navigate? I mean, getting started, no. But once you take the opportunity to um, introduce yourself to people, ask questions, everyone's very willing to point you in the right direction here. And I think because of the region's dedication to life sciences, there's a bit more of a motivation to pay it forward. Whereas I think you know maybe in other cities, if you're in a smaller industry, that might not be the case, but it seems like everybody here really has this mandate to help each other out, to push this reputation that essentially is being built within the region forward together. So, you know, our win is their win, their win is our win. It's really that kind of camaraderie that we feel here. As I mentioned, we just announced last week that we are entering the U.S. market. This coincides with our launch of our software as a medical device that we call Champ. So this is a huge milestone for us. And we couldn't be more excited to be at this stage. As we speak right now, we have a team completing installation and training at our first U.S. client site. We're really excited because we have limitless brain health applications. We've been experiencing significant market pull, as I said, into the COVID-19 long-haul space. For this specifically, we can help to quantify and manage the neurological consequences of the virus which is currently estimated to affect 55% of the long COVID population. Another big space that we've been pulled into through the networking that we've done with our strategic partners and our investors is into the pharmaceutical clinical trial space. So what we can do there is objectively confirm if a new drug is having the intended impact on cognitive function that the producers are intending or on the flip side, which is also really important, that a drug is not having a negative impact on cognitive function. Our entrance into the US market and all of this buzz that it's creating um, has opened up a new set of opportunities for us and we just really can't wait to tackle them. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode And please consider rating and reviewing as it helps others to find the show. For more information or to listen to past episodes, go to povhamilton.com.